TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. The Vikings game just ended. What'd you think? Let's hear it. It's Vikings Vent Line. Call us at 651-646-8255 or tweet us at Score North. Vent, this is Vikings Vent Line. In the backfield, Alexander Madison feeling in motion. They fake the give to Madison. Cousins for the end zone. Is it caught? Yes, and what a catch by Adam Thielen, and what a throw by Kirk Cousins. They fake it to him, and they throw it out to the rookie, B.C. Johnson, and he is into the end zone with his first career touchdown. Vikings looking for their first lead of the game, and Dalvin Cook is going to provide it right on cue. Touchdown, Minnesota. And welcome into Vikings Vent Line. It's Zolget. It's Danny Cunningham, AJ producing for us, and uh, Seth Auger running all of our various streams, which you can watch us at uh, Facebook. You can watch us on Twitter. You can watch us on uh, Twitch as well. 651 651-646-8255. 651-646-8255. 42-30. Just went final. Three consecutive wins. And Danny, you know what? Cousins and this offense look damn good today. This is two weeks in a row. They've looked really good. That this game plan looked good. Kirk Cousins looked great under center. Dalvin Cook had a very good game this week after not really being not really being needed a whole ton last week. But this was, I think, the the most complete offensive performance that we've seen from the squad. Uh, as we just said, Vikings win 42-30. Kirk Cousins goes 24-34, throws for a season-high 300 37 yards, throws for a four touchdowns, has no picks, looked great. And so, uh, and Cook, uh, after having, I wouldn't say no role last week, but certainly, as you just said, Danny Cunningham, not a huge role for him. Sure. Not as big as today. Comes in and rushes for 142 yards on 25 carries and two touchdowns. An impressive showing 651 646 8255. Viking Vent Line is the show. Vikings now improve to a 5 and 2 on the season. If you have not heard, the Packers now go to 6 and 1 as they beat up on the uh, dreadful Oakland Raiders at home. Let's start the phone calls by going to our buddy Bob in Pennsylvania. Bob, what's up? Hey, what's up? Big win today. Yep. Uh I I got a little business thing coming up soon, so I'm going to be I'm going to be business like today. Let's hear I'm it. Not usually like this. Bob, that's no fun. Well, no, no. I just want to make a I'm just want to make an analogy. All right. The analogy of the business that I have is this to the game, is that for the last three games, this offense and game plan has been business-like. It's been building. It's been getting better. You know, I've been waiting a decade to see this type of offense. Open it up, throw the ball first down, throw deep, spread it out to your playmakers, business-like. And if Jonathan's on the uh, in, on your show, I would request a song by Swing Out Sister called Breakout because I think that this offense and this game plan has broken out. And at some point, I would love to hear that song. And if I don't hear it, I'm going to play it on my way over to my business. How's that sound? Sounds like a winning plan, Bob. I have like a good me- have Thanks a good for meeting. the call. By the way, this is how you win a Super Bowl, too. If you continue running your offense like this, it's running and great. Playing defense and 
I'm getting, you know, I, it's just one step closer to buying that Super Bowl ticket like we talked about last week. Didn't get it yet, but, you know, it's another step closer. All right, Bob. Starting to look at hotels in Miami. Appreciate the phone call. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm looking. I'm definitely looking. Thanks, Bob. Take care. Viking Vent Line, we're in the TCL Broadcast Studios. Vikings win 42-30 over the Lions at Ford Field today. They improved to 5-2 and two on the season. 651-646-8255. If you would like to join the conversation like Jeff in Texas is about to do. Hello, Jeff. The whole point of Vikings Vent Line is to be able to call in and vent about something, and I'm like struggling to find something to vent about. But you can be happy in vent. Yes, okay, well, how do you pull your hamstring on a touchdown catch? I mean... Stretch before the game. That's the whole point. And the coaches apparently ain't making them stretch enough. Thielen never gets hurt, but he has a hamstring. Then Biggs drops a touchdown pass. He should have had it. Jeff, they scored then, 42 points. Jeff, Jeff, you see him off the upset about a win. I can't be Jeff, stop venting. Jeff, come on. Be happy. Six, not run in with that 66-yard touchdown pass on the last play. He was How gassed. He in the end zone. Jeff, what more do you I want? Mean, I mean, just ruining my fantasy, man. It's ruining my fantasy team. But Jeff, <laughs> Jeff <laughs> Kirk Cousins threw four <laughs> touchdowns, and I think he's he's been incredible the last three games. You've got to be vent about how happy you are about Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I think on a dream, man. This is between them and the Gophers. This is like it is weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. All right, Jeff. Have bye. a good one, Jeff. Oh, Jeff. <laughs> I think I'm in a dream. Is how, what Jeff said. How do you pull your hamstring? I don't know, but it looked painful. And that's the thing is, first tr- what? Second drive, touchdown catch. Thielen pulls his hamstring, and Danny, we're saying, oh boy, that's that's not good. That's not. And BC Johnson. Congratulations. You've done it again. The Vikings find another late round receiver pick who comes in and plays fantastic. So back to the phone lines. Ben in Florida, you're up next on Viking Vent Line after another victory for the lads. What do you think? Um, I don't think. Well, let me just say this. Yeah. Uh, if the offense puts up to put up, if the offense continues to play like this, who is going to beat this team? That's the question I like to know. Who will beat this team if the offense plays like this consistently? Uh, the defense, I didn't like how they played pretty much most of the game. It's a good thing we have the Redskins coming up because they scored as many points against the 49ers as you and I did. Uh, so, but, but, you know, if, but if the offense continues to play like this, they're going to win a lot of football games this year. So, hey, 5-2, and two, one game out of first place in the NFC North, you know, you never know, but... But give credit to Kirk Cousins. He's balling out. And the offensive line, they have balled out a lot the last two weeks. Nobody, I don't, we're not talking about the offensive line a lot, which yep. is a very good thing. Thank you, Ben. The, the offensive line looked great today. I thought that the offensive line had its best game of the season. They they did everything at will. They protected Kirk. I don't think he got sacked once. The last two Kept games. Kept him out of trouble. They've been damn good. But they ran the ball effectively yeah. today, too. I think today right. was the most complete effort. And to uh, to Ben's point about Washington's offense struggling, in the month of October, Washington's baseball team has scored more than their football team has. In fact, speaking of, Stan in D.C., that team that, that you're forced to watch as your home team out there uh, defines the word stinks, I think. Uh, it's awful watching Whoa. that team out there. It was a, a real slush uh, out there, and I think at the end, Nick Bosa did a little slip and slide, which was pretty fun to watch. Um, you know, thanks for taking my call. A of couple things. You, you, you talked about the the offensive line uh, just before, and it, it's just so impressive. I know that they're without Mike Daniels, Snacks, Harrison for a while, but like when you can just run at will on a team and they can't stop you, it's pretty demoralizing. And I just thought it was really impressive. 
the one thing I would say is, you know, when Thielen was injured uh, on his touchdown catch, I was worried because in the past, if opponents could take away Thielen and Diggs, Kirk would really shut down and we hold on to the ball for too long. But give Stefanski a lot of credit. He used more tight ends. B.C. Johnson had a great game. C.J. Ham had a great game. Um, the bond to Diggs speaks for itself. In his last three games, like since the Chicago debacle, yep. Kirk is completing 75% of his passes for 10 touchdowns and one pick. How about that? Like, I know it's, you know, you know it's the Giants, it's the Eagles, it's the Lions, and then you have Washington now on a short week, but like that's really impressive. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you have to give him credit, even people who were criticizing him, like you play the teams on your schedule. Like us, like me. And yeah, yeah you're absolutely. Right. You're right. Uh, that's a statement call. Thank you, sir. Yeah, he's been, and listen, two things. Kirk's been great. The last three games, Kirk's been great. Yeah. And the game plans have been great. Like the Chicago game plan, we all were saying, what What are you doing? It wasn't just the performance. It was, what are you even attempting here? Yeah. That's what it was against Chicago. It wasn't that, and, and I'm not giving anyone a pass for that because believe me, offensively, they were not good either mm-hmm. in, in terms of the execution of it. But the goal was was so muddy against against Chicago, it didn't make sense. Even if they wouldn't have played as well today as they did, you could see what they were trying to doing. There was there was a common sense as to what they were trying to accomplish on the field, and that didn't exist early in the year. It does now. It, it seems like those first three games or so, or four games, it seemed like stubbornness won. Like, this is how we're going to do it. This is how we're going to do it. And then after Chicago, it was, oh, no, you know what? Let's use common sense, too. Yeah. And ever because since they then, didn't before then. Kirk has been Kirk's been great. Back to the phone line, 651-646-8255, TCL Broadcast Studios, Vikings Vent Line. And in this case, it's happy venting. Tom in Columbia Heights, you want to talk about uh, the struggling cornerback? Hey, Judd. Uh, I, had a, I had an opportunity a couple years ago, a guy, uh, guy I worked with uh, at the team store. He, I had a Rhodes jersey or a Cook jersey. I am so glad I took that Cook jersey. I'm wearing it right now. And Rhodes, he's not even an average cornerback anymore. He, he, this, this guy needs to go in the off season. I'm, and then he's, he's crying about how he got burned. It's, he's just, he's just not the same guy anymore. Oh, and real quick, what was Matt Patricia doing? Taking timeouts down 12 with 54 seconds to go. I hope after his fat ass gets fired. I can't. I can't back. stop you. T- no, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, <laughs> here, here's here's my question. Just quickly, if if just very briefly, we we elect to go uh, Lions vent line. Tom, what was Matt Patricia or the offense or our guy Bev doing on the fourth down play call? I don't forcing I, I the ball no, back. What were they doing? I have no idea. It, 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 that entire team. It, it's a, it. It is a talented team they should be a lot better than they than they are right danny now. cunningham thanks tom said the exact same thing said as a football fan i'm offended and danny i think you were right i was, it was I got, offensive to watch that i got legitimately frustrated I'm with, with that you. fourth down call and i don't don't care about the detroit lions success ever there's right. not been a single moment in my life well, where, i felt bad where, for him on monday so like, yeah, so yeah, like sure, i thought I to too. myself man i felt bad for you why did I feel bad for you? You're bozos. You're idiots. Sure, I, I did too. I, I did feel bad for them that they got yeah. robbed Monday night. But there's never been a moment in my in my life where I'm like, man, I really hope the Detroit Lions have success here. Mm-hmm. Never once. And I was mad at them because they called such a, a horrific play there. That yeah. was that was brutal. I agree. 
Worked F- out for the Vikings. Though. Five and two, 42 spots uh, put up by the Vikings today at Ford Field. And Ryan from Fargo, what is your positive vent on this situation, Ryan? Well, if we need something to vent about, uh, the guy kind of stole my thunder that called before about roads. Yep. He, he just needs to be, like, there's a roadblock. Okay, that's what he is. And the defense just looking undisciplined at times at the beginning. You just can't give Matthew Stafford those kind of chances. I know he's not Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, but you just can't let him hang around or he will he will burn you. And I think that's that's real true, Ryan. Like Matthew Stafford is one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the NFL. I don't think that he necessarily gets the respect that he deserves, but you're spot on about Xavier Rhodes. This guy has shown kind of time and time again this year that he really can't play anymore. He's certainly nowhere near the guy he once was, but it's hard to call him an average corner in this league. He's been torched time and time again this year. And it's really nice to see Cousins do good. I mean, like I I called in a couple weeks ago and said, I will support him as long as I'm on the team. And it's it's just nice to see him, whatever it is, the coaching or whatever, see him bring this team up where it is right now. Thank you, sir. Yeah, and and you know what he seems like, and the one the one so, sort of uh, cerebral takeaway that I got from the game in Chicago was that Kirk Cousins seemed burdened. Yeah, like it was just like, oh my god, I got to play football. It's like, no man, that's not how you're supposed to play. Yeah, and since the Giants game, it's like somebody sat him down and said, Kirk, okay, you're still playing a kid's game. At least enjoy it. Yeah, have fun. And he looks like he's having fun now. He certainly does. And, yeah. and yes, the play calling is better. The uh, he's being asked to do things consistently, and I think there's a confidence being shown in Cousins that makes sense. But really, just that Chicago game struck me as, man, does he look burdened? Yeah. And that's no fun. No, he was not enjoying himself. You could tell how how stressed he was just with the game of football. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Hayden in Washington, what's going on? Hey guys. Uh, not a lot to vent about, actually. It's more just a couple key points I think I want to touch on. Sure. One being Kubiak and kind of how I feel he's the key to our success going forward. Uh, I don't, you know, and then another piece of that is uh, just how strong we are at each position. You know, the, the running back position with Cook and Madison and then Irv Smith breaking out, you know, to compliment Rudolph. I mean, I just feel like at every position we've got guys that can just step in and, and it, 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 it's the most complete team I think I've seen out of us in, in quite a while. Really? Thanks for the call. Offensively, I can see that point. It's hard because for me you got to the, say this is the most complete team. Well, the thing about this is is you do have multiple weapons now. Sure. And and you did previously to a certain degree, but but the best point made there is this. It's Kubiak. Yeah. What we're seeing now is what we all expected to see the day he got hired, right? Yeah. Which is, this is going to all make sense, and it's going to be to Cousins' strengths, and it's going to be... And, and again, that's why through the Chicago game, I watched those games, and I'm like, well, hold on a second here. This is sort of odd. Yeah. But now, now this is... If if there was an expectation of a plan that Gary... And this is... Kevin's calling plays, but this is Gary's baby. It's his offense. This mm-hmm. is how he likes to do things. Yeah. And in March, I thought, this is a great hire because of that. And then you saw those first few games, and you're like, okay, what, what's going on here? And now it's all sort of clicked. I just think that they have, uh, I think they have more holes in their defense than, oh, I, than we realized earlier. I thought he, he was uh, speaking about the 
offensive I mean, side I heard, of the ball. I heard him just say complete team, which the offense, they well, have the most complete offense. The offensive line obviously has holes still, even though they were really, really good today. But I do think that defensively there are gotcha. there are more holes than we, we realized at the beginning of the season. Hello, Chansey and Fargo. Hey, guys. I am going to give myself an accountability session right now. I like so I it. I called in after the uh, Packers game and basically screamed in the phone, Kirk Cousins is a loser. I did the same thing on Monday. That is right. Well, I'm not exactly ready to uh, have Rick Spielman march down for the uh, five-year extension on the $84 million (laughs) deal just yet. But props are due. When they signed him to that deal, these last two weeks is, uh, I guess, more in line with what I think most Vikings fans were expecting. And you have to give the guy credit. When credit's due, and I'll own it, uh, if he starts winning some big games, he pulls out a road win in Kansas City, some high-profile uh, markets, which might be a lot easier now with uh, Mahomes out, people are still going to start to buy in. And the one thing that has changed is they've opened up the playbook where yep. they're taking deep shots. They're, they're, you know, We can take that original three-week game plan of uh, running Dalvin Cook to death and throwing 11 times and just take that and put that right in the trash bin outside U.S. Bank Stadium and, and crush it because – you can't win in the NFL that way nowadays. I don't care who your quarterback is. It won't work in the long term. It yep. won't work against playoff teams. They have a great game today where some of the role players really stepped up. I mean, to see Irv Smith, B.C. Johnson, and Kyle Rudolph all actually show up and make contributions, mm-hmm. it bodes really well for the team going long term. And if they're going to put up these kind of points, they'll be hosting a home playoff game at U.S. Bank Stadium. So thanks a lot, guys. I want to apologize to Kirk Cousins in the short term, and we'll see how the long term plays out. Thanks. Thank you, sir. Today, Cousins, again, 24 of 34, 337 yards, four touchdowns. He was fantastic. And yeah. he's been fantastic for three consecutive games. And in back-to-back games, he, he's been great against defenses that we thought were pretty good. Not great, but pretty good. And so, yeah, it's been impressive. And again, I think it also goes back to the fact that the game plan, the offensive approach now makes sense. Mm-hmm. Hey, Scott in St. Paul. Not to be negative, because... Here we go. What's wrong, Scott? It was a win, but let's... First of all, we should have won. We were favored. Uh So let's temp it down a little bit. Second, I I don't have confidence in the defense. Mm. When you let one guy who's not even that good score four times, there were guys open in the middle all day long. It's concerning and it was the Lions. So I don't have a lot of confidence in this defense right now. How concerned? Well, to the point that, sure, you can beat a 2-2-1 two and two and one team or the New York Giants, um, but when you start to play the, the really good teams, yep. um, I mean, we couldn't get a turnover off Chase Daniels, for goodness sake. Um, when you start to get into some of those playoff teams, I, I'm, I'm not confident. They may be fine. I'm just not confident with how they're playing. There's there's constant miscommunication and guys wide open. Thanks, Scott. The downer. I mean, he's not he, wrong. He does bring up some good points, definitely. But the uh, the turnover thing is is interesting. I'm I'm curious where they rank amongst forcing turnovers because it just they can't seem to get them at. Did the, they get they got one, one today with Trey today. Wayne's picking off? Yeah, the that was the only one they got Stafford today. pass. Yeah, it's you know what? I mean he he's got good points. And Rhodes, look listen, we've talked about and known that Rhodes has been disintegrating as a cornerback for the better part of two years now. Two years ago or three years back now, he was fantastic. Top five. And he's been slowing down. Mm-hmm. Now the good news is Mike Hughes can play. Yeah. 
and he's far from perfect, but he can play. Sure. And and I think uh, fairly soon here, what, after eight games, so we're within a game or so, Holton Hill comes back. Oh, so I, I did forget about So there's options there. And the, the Vikings enter today tied for 10th with 10 turnovers with Chicago and Philadelphia. Right. So it's not bad, but it's not necessarily what I think a lot of us expected from a, an elite-level defense. Viking Ventline is the show, 651-646-8255, 651-646-8255. If you would like to join, we are in the TCL Broadcast Studios. It's uh, Zolgad and Danny Cunningham, and let's go out to uh, Colorado, where a Chad has been holding. What's going on, Chad? Mm-hmm. Just high-fiving big time for a Vikings win. All right. Win aside, yeah. we got to be realists here. Yep. A couple questions. Okay. Let's have it. We have been talking about the defense. Here's the question. Defense is bad. Rhodes is kind of getting beat. Mm-hmm. Holton Hill's back in week nine. Are we going to get back to normalcy again? That's the first question. Okay. Second question. All right. High-five. Cousins look good. Okay. Whatever. Here's the question. Usually it takes about a year to a year and a half for a new quarterback and a new system to get used to it. Is it starting to click for Cousins? Or are these last three games really just a little bit maybe better than average defenses and he's just looking good, but when he plays against a really tough defense, is this going to continue or is it really clicked? Those are my questions, guys. Thanks. Happy for the Vikings win, but... Hey, he's still got those outstanding things. Thanks. You're cautious. Thanks, Chad. Uh, I understand cautious optimism. Let me take question two optimism. first. Let me take question two first. And because it's a very valid point about Kirk, the offensive system, how things have been run these past three games. And yes, the Giants are terrible at football. Mm-hmm. The Philadelphia secondary is bad. And Detroit is is statistically a bad Not great. defense. Now, now. Collar did do the piece that sort of proved that they weren't as bad as the statistics showed. But I've got a very simple question. When you say to yourself, okay, if the Vikings play a great defense again or the Bears again, how many are there? Like if this league if this league was filled with defenses where you're like, oh, that's gonna you know, if then I'd say it might be a problem. All right, well, let's but, let, let but me you go give through, me quickly. Let me go through who they still have because it's not filled with terrifying defenses. Yeah. Washington. No. no, you're gonna win that game. KC, we can not a good game. defense. Yep, good offense, not a good defense. Dallas, not bad, not yep. great. Yep, but you're gonna lose, and you're going to lose a couple games here yeah. too. So you're, you're you got not finishing you fourteen and two. You can't be going out, run the table now. That's not going to happen. Denver, decent not, defense, uh, but I'm not scared. No, not scared. And their Seattle, terrible at Seattle. Defense isn't nearly what it once was. They're now a team that predicates themselves on offense that's rather a, than defense. That's a quarterback problem. Yeah, that's that's the a, other quarterback. Yes, that is the problem in that game is trying to stop the league MVP. Yes, sir. Uh, Detroit again. The Chargers doesn't scare me now. The Packers. Yep. The Bears. Okay. So so there's a few. How many how many true tests do you have? But against if you, good defenses, the rest and of the, the playoffs. Way? If you get there, are a different ballgame, and I completely get that. But it's not as if you're going to face this litany, this five-week run of defense going to stop you, and Kirk's going to get beat up, and blah, 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 blah. But you know what? So Getting to the playoffs with what the NFC looks like right now would be an accomplishment. Yep. Back to the phone lines, 651-646-8255, and let's go to Kurt. Hi, Kurt. Hey, Kurt. Or, excuse me. Hey, Jed. How's it going, mate? What's going on, man? <laughs> How are you? I'm all right. Hey, I just wanted a couple, uh, couple things. Number one, um, everybody's talking about the cornerbacks and everything. I just want to say that I think, or what do you think? Harrison Smith, uh, first ballot uh, Hall of Famer as far as the safety. 
because no matter what, if it's an open field, he's going to make the tackle. He's going to make the stop. Nobody's going to get more than two yards after he hits them first off. Number two, as far as um, it was, it was bad to see Thielen go down a little bit. Yep. But when we saw uh, BC Johnson come back and, and and make catches and everything, I think it's all about uh, running routes. It's not so much blazing speed as I always thought it was about a, a number one receiver, but it's about running routes. And I think Johnson is somebody that maybe they can count on in the long run. What do you think? Kurt, I'll get to your your second part first, and then I'll let Judd get to the Harrison Smith aspect Thank you, of it, because I think he's better to speak on that than I. But as far as the wide receiver goes, it is really encouraging to see B.C. Johnson be able to step up, especially after you know you question where he was in this team's plans prior to the season, because they still had Laquan Treadwell on the roster originally, and I know he's back now, and it's a different story there. But they also had Chad Beebe, and they brought in... They, they've brought in other guys and they haven't been able to to figure anything out with Josh Oxen being on IR, but it's encouraging that BC Johnson's been able to figure it out and looks very reliable. Now, how much do I trust BC Johnson in the, the biggest of moments? I don't know. We haven't gotten there yet, but at some point we will get there. And I also think it's really comforting if you're a Vikings fan for this offense that Irv Smith Jr. has shown what he can do in the league because that kid's a real player and that changes the equation. It makes that that next wide receiver after Thielen and Diggs and even after B.C. Johnson now mean that much less because you can count on Irv Smith as your fourth pass catcher. B.C. Johnson, two guys, again, a seventh-round pick. Mm -hmm. So one, kudos for taking him. Great pick. Two, it shows again, time and time again, we see there are certain positions where you can find guys. Stephon Diggs, fifth round. Thielen, I hear, wasn't drafted. I forget the story. He actually, um, Jared, he I don't from? know if you know this. He wasn't so, drafted. No, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, thank you. He is. Uh, he's actually from Minnesota. No. Yeah, he's. Uh, he played Division two college football. He got like a seven hundred dollars scholarship. Now just stop. You're just lying. And I, I'm not lying. This. this is the truth. And then he uh, he went undrafted and showed up to a, a tryout with the Vikings, and they signed him. Oh, that's outstanding. And Harrison Smith, yes, one hundred percent Hall of Famer, going to Canton. Unbelievable player. So smart. First ballot, though? Um, I don't think he's a first ballot. Eh, let's see on that. I'm not sure. But he's going for sure. He is such a, good, he's such a good player. Back to the phone lines. It's uh, 651-646-8255. If you would like to join the conversation, Danny and I are sitting in the TCL Broadcast Studios. <laughs> and let's go to John in Manhattan, I believe. Hey, John. Hey, what's up, Judd? How are you? What's up, Danny? I'm How's good. it going, I'm John? Good. I had another soda stream for the game today, matching yesterday. Uh Heck of a game. Um, I called you, uh, I think, on, on uh, your afternoon show a couple weeks ago and said I had zero faith in Kirk going into the Giants game, and you told me to calm down. And uh, I did or Danny did? No, you did, Judd. Well, kudos you to me. I don't remember saying that because I was uh, equally as pessimistic at one point. Right, right. And I was going to say, you know, uh, leave it to you to be the, the voice <laughs> of uh, optimism yeah. uh, in, the, in the situation. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he looks, he looks good. I will say, uh, with, with Rhodes, you know, looking last year at the Rams game and how Anthony Barr got torched, I, I play faith that Mike Zimmer sees what's going on and has some sort of plan for how he's going to maybe cover the, you know, the, the bumps and bruises here with Rhodes. Um, I, the broadcast, they reference him over and over again as the number one corner. It's obvious at this point that he's no longer you know, the best corner on the team, obviously, but uh, we'll see what happens there. And then uh, the last point that I was going to make was uh, I thought this was a great 
when uh, the statistics, you know, going into the game were if they, they score first, they win. If they, if they uh, give up a score, they lose. And I thought for Kirk to be on the road, I realize it's a noon game when he's, you know, basically Tom Brady, but to go on the road, to go down and still keep his focus, keep, you know, keep the pressure on, some good play calls, but also he made some heck of uh, some, some really good throws on third down. There was one, uh, I think it was to, to Diggs on the sideline. It was either Diggs or Irv Smith, that toe tap yep. um, on like a third and ten. Yep. And it's plays like that that he was never on target in the Chicago game, and all of a sudden he seems to, it, it seems to be a focus more than a, and a confidence more than a talent issue where he, he can make all the throws. He just needs to keep his head in the game. And I saw him doing that today. And so the fact that they got down and still won, I think, is as important going forward as any other statistic from today. All right, John, thank you very much for the call. And I want to start with the Xavier Rhodes angle they just took there because he brought up Anthony Barr kind of being exposed last year in the game against the Rams. And it, it did happen. But I also think it's a lot harder to hide someone when you're on an island at corner than when you are being able to ask when you're being asked to do different things. And yes, the Rams took advantage of him last year, but every team at this point is now taking advantage of Xavier Rhodes. It's not, oh, he got exposed against the Giants. Right. Or he got exposed against X. They're going they're going at him. He's being attacked in game plans now. And that's something that Maybe once that happened to Anthony Barr and the Vikings figured out something that they could do to hide it, I don't know that and Barr's not good there. And, no. they, and they knew that. Mm-hmm. This was Rhodes' greatest attribute. Yes. He was one of the best in this league three years back. Yes. I don't know. I don't think there's a way to hide this, in, at least not without changing your entire defensive scheme, and it's not worth it for that, truthfully. That's probably true. 651-646-8255. 651-646-8255. Matt in Pennsylvania has been holding, and he now joins us on Vikings Event Line. Hi, Matt. Hey, John. Hey, Danny. How are you guys doing? Doing well. What's up, Matt? Um, so I thought this was uh, the most impressive win for the Vikings this season. Uh, you could argue that last week against the Eagles was a little better, but we were on the road this, this week. Uh, we got down early, seven uh, nothing, and uh, I, I have to say, I had doubts about our offense all year, and our offense came to play this week. We could have had forty nine points if Diggs caught that uh, one touchdown uh, pass that he dropped. Um, but I agree with everyone, what, what everyone else is saying. Also, that our defense, I'm a little concerned about, and um, I know that that Detroit has a decent offensive line, but we weren't getting to Matt Stafford a lot today. And Rhodes gave up two, I think it was two touchdowns that were really just atrocious. Um, So I'm just uh, anxious to see how they hold up. I I have no doubt in our safeties. I think Barr and Hendricks are playing great. Um, I'd like to see some penalties uh, to stop the penalty. Matt, you there, there, Matt? Um, Yeah, you there? Yeah, yeah, sorry, you were uh, were cutting out. Go on. Oh, sorry about that, guys. Um, I, I, I just share the same uh, caution about our defense. I think we need to, need to clean up our penalties and figure out what's going on at cornerback because uh, we were leaving guys wide open all day. Thanks, Matt. Okay, I've got a question, though. What's a penalty? <laughs> no one knows. No, I'm sure, but I'm serious. How, how do you clean up something that they are arbitrarily calling? And, and They're making it up Chris as they go Spielman, at this point. dude. All right, I'm sure. I'm sure the National Football League went to all of its 
partners, right, after Monday and said, why don't you speak well of us as much as possible? But when you're watching that debacle again, and I'm talking from both sides, and I have no idea. I know what a penalty is supposed to be. What I don't know is what they're going to arbitrarily decide to call and what they're not going to, to call. And if I'm a coach, if I'm Patricia, Zimmer, LaFleur, take your pick, I, Belichick, I don't care. Yeah. If I'm those guys, here's my question. How can I tell my guys to clean something up when I don't know what you're going to call? There's there's no Eric just Wilson way interfered to. with the tight end in the second half on that Lions incompletion, and after throwing flags all day for that type of thing, they didn't throw a flag. So I have no idea what they're going to call. How can you? There's no way to know what's going to be called on any play, Judd. I mean, we we sit in here in the studio watching the game, and we see a play that goes for 35 yards, and it was the the Lions had a completion where the Vikings very clearly had a miscommunication in the secondary, and I believe it was Danny Amendola caught the caught a pass for like 37 yards. Yep. And you and I looked at each other. It was like, all right, where's the flag at? Yeah. Because it has to come out, right? But then how do you discipline your players or tell them don't do this? Because sometimes they don't throw the flag, and sometimes they do, and sometimes they do, and you shake your head and say, really, you're throwing it for that? It is a, uh, a very unenviable position to be in. Yeah, it is. And, you know, for the TV broadcasters to be defending it as if, you know, well, those are penalties. Well, yeah, that's fine if there's any consistency, but it's there's ridiculous. not. That's ridiculous. But there's not. Is the Vikings defensive problem that, that people are talking about, and they're not wrong about Danny Cunningham from today, is the defensive issue to you confined more to, to the Rhodes conversation or broader? I think it's broader because... This is a defense that should be able to get more pressure on the quarterback than they did today. That offensive line in Detroit's okay. It's nothing. It's not great. It's not terrible. But I think Daniil Hunter should have had a little bit better, better of a game. Everson Griffin should have been. They should have had Stafford under pressure more often. And may, and maybe they weren't blitzing. They had as two sacks, correct? Yeah, and they both came in the second half. Yeah, but in, sacks, in yeah. the first half, it seemed like Stafford had all the time that he ever needed. Yep. The Rhodes problem is going to be a problem, but I think that there are other issues there as well. Like like you gave up thirty points to Detroit today. Yes, you won on the road, and it is impressive, and credit is deserved for that. Mm-hmm. But you won a game in which I don't think very many of us, if it, any of us envisioned the Vikings winning this type of game this year. Kirk Cousins said that there was there were going to be <laughs> we games. At them, yeah. They were going to have to win f- maybe 51 to 50. Yep. And we said, "Oh, what what are you doing, man?" And they had to win today 42-30. And that's it's not 51-50 like he said, yep. but I didn't envision this type of game happening with this team. Back to the phone line 651-646-8255 and let's go to Minneapolis where Wiz is on. Hi Wiz. Hey, what's going on, fellas? What's up? Uh, first thing, big win. Big win. I think that was very important. You know as well as I do as a Vikings fan, we seem to always mess that game up in Detroit when we're supposed to win it. And we pulled that off. A um, little worried about the defense. And I think what you were saying earlier about Kubiak, he is imp- in, uh, implanting some great strategies. I love what Kirk Cousins is doing finally. I know everyone has been impatient with that situation, but – if next year or this year we win the Super Bowl, then that $86 million was worth it, right? Absolutely. If you win a Super Bowl, yeah. Put, yeah retire so I, the number you know, eight for all I care at that point. Who cares? Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. Hey, love, love the show, guy. I'm going to be, I'm gonna be uh, calling in a lot more. Go Vikings. Big win. Thanks, Thanks for the call, Wiz. Thank you. Peace. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. So here, here's my thing. I've now gotten to the point where I'm asking – 
how many more of these offensive performances do I ha- have to see to believe, or, or am I am I bordering yeah. on that? And I don't know the answer yet. Well, I because this is three, ga- there, three games, wish... and in the last two, I've been pretty doggone impressed. I w- I have been to the He's Giants game. Ten touchdowns the Giants game is not pick. going to impress me. And no the matter pick... no matter what it was, and that the... game was never going to impress me. And the pick was tipped. Yes, but I really wish this team had a strong defensive test like a measuring stick coming up in the next couple of weeks against a really good defense. I wish... Not going to happen Thursday night. No, it certainly is not. I wish that instead of playing Chicago week four or whatever week they played them, I wish they were getting Chicago, not this Thursday, but like the following Sunday. I would love to see that because I think that the game would play out much differently than it did. Oh, absolutely now because confidence is high. I think the game planning is much better. So what do you do about Rhodes? Just play Hughes more. Rhodes, the last two games, has definitely not been in every snap or close now because Hughes was in How much longer last do you week. trust him as a starter? I don't... I, well, the switch is a very simple one. I know, it's but not how, a hard, much, how much longer is he the... How, when, when we get the depth you know chart what, really, every week, how much longer is Xavier Rhodes at the top? You know what concerned me today the most? The last touchdown to Jones where he threw his helmet and melted down. You can't mm-hmm. have that. Especially when the, the Lions are going for two. You can't have that. Like he's supposed to be. And then Hughes came in and made a nice play. Yeah, made a terrific play. But you can't have. That's the type of thing where I say, boy, because it's completely by this point, Danny Cunningham gotten to him. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, well, he struggled, but that's okay. He's fine. He's mentally now thinking, yeah, I just got beat again and again and again. So yeah, I don't know. Um, If you don't, if you have serious thoughts about him starting. I think you do start him probably on Thursday, short week. Washington, it's hard to make a change that like, quickly. Yeah, but then, but then, if he struggles against that team, I think coming out of that, so you're off the next Sunday, and then you play the following week after that. I believe at Kansas City, mm-hmm. there's a very good chance that I might say this might be the time where I'm not saying I bench him full time. I play him still. Sure, but if you're not going to start him, it's probably at that point. But and that'd be a. I will say that, if if you do want to bench him this week, that's the position where it's probably it's one of the easier positions to make a change on change on a short week. Yeah, and, and Hughes plays, so yeah, it's not like a huge yeah. drastic change. So so I mean maybe when they get Holden Hill back, it's different. Yeah. Vikings forty two, Lions thirty. Vikings improved to uh, five and two in, and they are a game behind the Packers, who are now six and one. Packers beat Oakland today. The good news is though now one and two in the division after the Vikings lost games uh, in week two and then week four against the Packers and Bears respectively. So Vikings now get their first uh, NFC North win of the season, and the remaining three games in the division are at home six five one six four six eight two five five six five one six four six eight two. Five five Vikings Vent Line. Give us a call. Continues after this. In the backfield, Alexander Madison feeling in motion. They fake the give to Madison. Cousins from the end zone. Is it caught? Yes, and what a catch by Adam Thielen, and what a throw by Kirk Cousins. They fake it to him, and they throw it out to the rookie, B.C. Johnson. And he is into the end zone with his first career touchdown. And that, of course, all part of the Vikings' victory today. 42-30 to over the Detroit Lions. Kirk Cousins again, fantastic. 
And he is now throwing in the past three games. He has thrown 10 touchdown passes and one pick, and that was tipped by Stephon Diggs, Danny Cunningham. Today he was uh, 24 of 34, 337 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. And you know what Kirk gets? You know what, Kirk? What does Kirk get? You know how happy he's going to be when the, when the plane lands and he finds out that he is the Score North Popcorn Player of the Game, which is sponsored by our friends of Popcorn and My Old Neck of the Woods in Minnetonka. Find them on the Upper Concourse, Section 325 at every home Vikings game. Fresh popcorn available in six customer favorite flavors. Kirk Cousins, congratulations. I know you never thought that we'd be praising you like this, but you are our Popcorn Player of the Game. That was a heck of a performance by Kirk yes. Cousins. And Gary Kubiak, if we had a popcorn coach of the game, you and Stefanski would share it. Going to make him share an award. Well, they both did a good I job. Pick one. Well, it's Kubiak's offense. Pick one. You know what, though, Stefanski, to his credit, these last three games, if he's calling plays, is Cordero Patterson just scored. <laughs> Did you just take a kickoff back? Nobody does kickoff. this anymore. Cordero <laughs> Patterson just scored on a kick. After Teddy Bridgewater leads the Saints to a 9-0 lead in Chicago, Cordero Patterson did something nobody does. He just returned. Well, he still does, I guess. Just returned a kickoff for a uh, Hang on, hang touchdown. on. Breaking news. What do you got? There's no flags on that play. Oh, well, that's a bunch of uh, BS. Seventh career kickoff return touchdown by Cordero, who, of course, started his career with the Vikings. TCL <laughs> Broadcast Studio, Viking Vent Line, 651-646-8255. Randy and Egan, you're next. What's up? Yeah, gentlemen, I was wondering, I'm, I'm glad they won. Cousins won the game for them. Yep. Has anyone mentioned the incredibly stupid coaching at the end of the first half? Uh, no, no, but you know what? It's Viking vent line, Randy, so go right Vents. ahead. Let's hear it. Go mention, right ahead. mention it. All right. Well, they're, they're down at the six-yard line with six seconds. Yep. Why don't you just tackle all the wide receivers and get a penalty and make them kick a field goal? Danny? Remember? I hadn't thought about that. Danny? They throw into the go end ahead, zone. They it. score a touchdown. Grab their face mask. It's half the distance to the goal. They wouldn't call it now. These referees are such buffoons, they wouldn't call that. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, don't give them a chance. You tackle every guy on the field. Oh, I haven't a, thought about that. They get, then they go half the distance to the three-yard line with two seconds to go. Yeah. They're going to take the points. They're not going to go for the touchdown. Thank you, Randy. Appreciate the phone okay. call. Okay. All right. Bye. All right, Danny, your thoughts? That's an interesting concept I didn't think about. I don't know if I, if I like it, because if you try and tackle a guy and it doesn't work, it's an easy touchdown where... Marvin Jones Jr. made a terrific catch. For that, that third touchdown catch at the end of the first half was his because best play of the day after dropped, he dropped what looked like an easy touchdown. I was going to say he dropped the one that was a gimme. I wouldn't made call a great it a gimme, but... Well, it was close to a gimme for him. Far closer. He, had, he caught four touchdowns. He beat Waynes, Rhodes, Hughes, Rhodes. It's a pretty good day. So he, bas- he essentially had the Viking cornerback touchdown hat trick. Yes. Only thing miss maybe uh, maybe J. Ron Kirsch should have covered him for a minute. Was it a linebacker on on the one that he dropped? The third they one. They were in zone, and okay. it was between it was between uh, Barr and someone else. But Barr and someone someone else were both in the picture. But it was not a, against the defensive back. The show is Viking Vent Line six five one six four six eight two five five six five one six four six eight two five five. We are in the TCL broadcast studios. So of course, we'll be back tomorrow uh, for the weekday ten a.m. Viking Vent Line that we do on Monday from uh, ten to noon. Adam Thiel and I think we can safely say we're not doctors, but I don't care because I'm more than uh, no. You are happy you're to doctor sp- football, and I'm more than happy to speculate because I hate the old. I don't want to speculate. You're paid to speculate, okay? <laughs> 
<laughs> there is no way he plays Thursday, correct? I would be stunned. And it, and by the way, I am advocating for him not to play. Washington stinks. It's a hamstring. That's the type of thing where if you don't do this right, he's lost for a month or two. Yeah. So just take your time. Here. I, I would be BC Johnson. I would be stunned if he plays four days after a hamstring injury. And the the frustrating thing about a hamstring injury is there's not a whole ton that you can do to actively improve it. It's going to be you know what you need to just rest more than anything. It's a it's a rest injury. You're going to get treatment obviously every day, but it's not a quick fix. No mm-hmm. matter how minor it is, it's tough to play through. So be smart as possible. Yes. Don't try and rush back. Don't try and play. B.C. Johnson, Diggs, Irv Smith are fine. Um, Close circuit to the Fox guys. Laquan Treadwell did not come back as the third receiver, okay? No. When they started staying, well, they've got, you know, B.B.'s out, and that's a big blow, but they've got Laquan Treadwell. You know, they have Josh Doxson, too, but he can't play. (laughs) Hi, Derek in Phoenix. How are you? Man, you know what? I was sitting there watching the Vikings game while I was watching my son play a baseball tournament for the first half. Then they run-ruled the team, so I got to see the whole second half at a bar. Nice. So that was pretty cool. But awesome. I'm telling you right now, like we've caught on Spielman a lot, but this draft, he's hit on so many picks. Like, and if you look at it, Bradbury's kind of turning around. It helps when Snacks Erickson gets hurt. It I know does. Judd will say that because he's, he's the master of pessimism. But I love Snacks. He played though. awesome today. Mm-hmm. And then Brian O'Neill, like I was kind of glued into Brian O'Neill today. That dude's a wall. He's I mean, played really well. So well. Yep. Yeah, he he just he's he's so athletic. He can he can turn his hips and run with these DNs and stay in front of him. And then Madison, I mean, oof, I mean, what a stud! If, if Cook goes if, he, if Cook goes down, I feel good about it. It's not it's going to be a hit on our team, but the kid can play. Yep. Irv Smith, wow, he this, his blocking is super surprising. And then today I thought they use him as a weapon, and mm-hmm. that's just going to grow. And then BC, I mean, seventh round pick BC. I, I know, and Think I'm about super it. impressed with BC. That I mean, and Kirk Cousins loves him. He talks about him in his press conferences all the time. Mm-hmm. And, like, that kid can play. And then Spillen needs a lot. I mean, he gets a lot of grief, but today, like, his picks, his late-round picks, and then Eric Wilson undrafted. And then, you know, once Holton Hill comes back, another undrafted. These last two years, these late picks and these undrafted guys, I mean, Spillman's hitting on them. And I don't think people talk about that enough. And, you know, it's it's almost – it's almost it's almost disrespectful to not include all these late round picks that are panning out. This team is so deep. I was talking to a Packer fan today right next to me and he was like he's like, You guys have guys behind guys that can come in and play that are better than most teams a lot of team starters. Yep. And I'm like, I mean, this team is very, very deep and it's like it's almost like the Chicago team kind of made them focus on who they should be. And like I don't want to get ahead of myself because I've never seen my team play in a Super Bowl. Yeah, gotta calm down a little bit. Just I'm a, a Minnesota bit. kid, but I live in Phoenix. But man, this team is is so multiple on the offensive end. It's just it's hard to key into them. I can imagine trying to game plan for this team what they can do offensively. It's like what do you key in on? And it's like I'm just I'm I'm super happy with what I've seen right now, man. I'm elated. I got goosebumps talking about it. I'm just like I need another beer. <laughs> yeah, <this is> so <laughs> go good. go enjoy I'm one, good. Derek. Great great phone call. Appreciate it. Um, now that is how you vent joy. See, that was a vent. That was mm-hmm. a happy vent. That was good. Wow. Uh, I will say this, though. The starting point for everything he said about the Vikings offense today and the past three games to me has been this. Spielman's quarterback hit this time, or has hit. Yeah. You know, if if Kirk's not playing well, Irv Smith can be a 
world beater. And and Stefan Diggs and BC Johnson can be lights out. But if you can't get them the ball, if they're frustrated, the only guy that, that can essentially at times have any chance at all to overcome Kirk when Kirk is not going well or the play calling makes no sense is Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Who, by the way, uh Madison's a nice player. Don't it's he's not Dalvin it's a nice Cook. draft pick. Uh Dalvin Cook, though, folks, is off the charts. Yes. They couldn't bring him down. Madison was tackled several times after nice, maybe little gains, two yards here. Dalvin Cook ripped off 17 or 18-yard runs after he should have been down in the backfield. I'm going to say something that I might regret, and it might be one of my biggest Vikings overstatements, Danny Cunningham, in years, based on on the, uh, the product of recency bias. But Dalvin Cook, to me, is a fought, well. One, he is more complete. That's not um, that's not too going too far. But sure. he also is. He, Adrian Peterson was really really good in his prime. He was fantastic, but he basically would find holes and or if he was coming at you, take you on. Think about the times that uh, Dalvin Cook looks to be dead and makes just little moves. Mm-hmm. I don't remember Peterson doing that. No. Like, he would bowl you over. He he would try and get an extra three yards. Well, I, I think Delvin Cook is far shiftier. Yeah, but my point my point is, if you now say, take your pick, it's not even hard for me. It's Delvin Cook. Well, I think Cook is in... I don't want to be a victim of, oh, well, he's doing this right now because Adrian Peterson was an MVP. And he is a Hall of Fame running back. Yes, Delvin Cook fits today's game better than Adrian Peterson would. But I just than the prime version because I know Adrian Peterson's actually still in today's game, and we'll see him on Thursday night. Yeah, and he'll be trying to man. He'll be demanding the football. Absolutely. Poor Bill Callahan's cell phone is going to be blowing up with uh, Peterson saying, "Give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball." But Delvin Cook, the things that he does and introduces, and his ability to be—you absolutely think, oh, he's going to be wrapped up and gain two yards. And the next thing you know, it's 12 yards. It's very impressive. So we should not, but but the appreciation for what he brings, and, and I, I know he fell because at the time coming out of college of character concerns, mm-hmm. but as a, what, second-round pick, what he brings consistently is something that is special. Yeah. Madison, I don't think, is a special player. I think no. he's a nice player. Agreed. And I think he could be very good. but He's not special. I wouldn't call him special. But, whew, is that kid special? Yep. That is great. Um, all right, for you, after this game now, three consecutive wins, five and two. Where do you stand? Because post Bears loss, you're two and two, and it felt like two and seven. It felt really bad. Mm -hmm. Where do you stand on this team right now as far as, as confidence goes, as far as, and I think we all assume safely probably, including them, that they're going to come out on Thursday at home and beat Washington. Yeah. But beyond that, when it's going to go to when the calendar is going to shift to at Kansas City, at Dallas, what's your confidence in this team as a whole right now compared to a couple weeks ago? Well, it's hard not to be impressed with what they've done over the past couple of weeks because they were not in a good place sitting at two and two after that Bears loss that you mentioned. And now I'm immensely more confident after today because they they went on the road against a team that I do think is a good team. I don't think Detroit's a dumpster fire by any stretch of the imagination. Great. And last week I think Philadelphia was a good week, a good team too. But it's also 
far easier for the Vikings to win games inside U.S. Bank Stadium than other places, as it, it should be. So I'm very impressed with this team. I The confidence level for me has has gone up quite a bit. I And part of it is that, okay, now they probably don't have to face Patrick Mahomes. And okay, Dallas. And what was the report great. today that he now might be back? Well, Schefter, sooner than we thought. We, Schefter had. Uh, there have been uh, conflicting reports from Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter. Shocking. Yeah. Right. Uh, Rappaport said it's looking like three to five weeks, while Schefter said he might actually be back a little bit sooner. So maybe we could see him against the Vikings in a couple weeks. I I still wouldn't place my money on that. Right. But it could happen. So it's it's but, him or Matt Moore. So. But him not being available right. increases my confidence in the Vikings because if they have to go against Patrick Mahomes, it's, all right, well, that's a tough one to win versus you're playing Matt Moore. That's the game you should win. I don't care if it's at Arrowhead at U.S. Bank Stadium or on the moon. You should beat Matt Moore with this defense and with this offense. The moon would be tough to get. That's a long trip. Accommodations there, not very good. Yeah, but you have the the Sunday off before. That's true. You have to have you, that. You, yeah. have the, you have the long, you have the mini CBA buy. CBA calls for that. You yes. have the mini buy. Yes. Here's my here's my thought right now. Impressive win, right? Yes. Offense third consecutive game looks really good. Cousins last 3 games, 10 touchdowns, one pick. Mm-hmm. Um so it, it's it's easy right now to get caught up in the excitement of that. The one thing where I bring myself back just a little bit is is I, I guess decide with a lot of people that called us today on Ventline should we be more concerned about the defense than than we are based on the fact that the last two games you've scored a substantial amount of points? You know, you scored forty two points today. Uh, but should but should it be concerned there? And would would Rhodes being replaced some fix that problem, or is this a wider spread concern? The one thing is, this head coach has consistently during his time here when things go wrong defensively been pretty darn good at fixing it. That's That would be my comeback to the panic of you gave up 30 to Detroit and at times you didn't look good defensively. But when he's been able to fix things defensively, he hasn't necessarily had a defense that's been this old. He's had a younger bunch. Like sure. the Xavier Rhodes problem, I don't know if that's fixable because Xavier Rhodes is just not who he once was athletically. But you could replace matters. him. But you, if Mike you Hughes could, can play, you, you could, could replace and, him. And that's, maybe that's the fix there, but... That's another challenge into fixing what this defense has looked like lately is that they're not as young as they once were. No, that that's true. But could you fix the, this thing short term? And could that fix include Rhodes not playing as much? Could that fix include more rotation on, on the line, perhaps? And that's the thing is, is if you were to tell me the reason why the offense playing poorly concerned me was I legitimately thought, can they fix this? Yeah. And to their credit, they have so far. Mm -hmm. They definitely have. My faith in Mike is such that I think, okay, if he sees things wrong defensively, not that he's going to make his defense perfect, Danny, but the fact that he can step in and tweak things. Yes. And Rhodes just won't play as much. I mean, that's not going to be a a possibility. I got to be loyal to Rhodes. That's a, you're not going to play as much. You might, you're still going to play. You're still going to get snaps, but Hughes might start. Yeah. So that that could be the fix. That might what that might be what it needs to be. We are done here. Our our work is done. Vikings Vetline returns for our weekday edition with Zolgad and Cunningham uh, tomorrow from ten to noon. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Taking calls at that time as well. To all of you who called in, thanks much. Oh, and just one thing quickly here. Don't forget soccer comes. Thank you, Danny. It's very kind of you. 
You're welcome. I'm, I'm old. I forgot. Soccer experience. Uh, comes, your, comes your way. 7 p.m. tonight on the all-new Score North uh, as the Loons take on the L.A. Galaxy in their playoff match in St. Paul. Again, uh, I believe kickoff around 7.30 or so, but uh, Jonathan Harrison, Callum, and crew will uh, start the coverage at 7 here on the all-new Score North on 15 15- we are done. We will talk to you tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Thanks for tuning in to Vikings Ventline. Go Vikings, let's win this game. Go Vikings, honor your name. Go get that first down, then get a touchdown. Rock em, suck em. Fight, 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 fight. Go Vikings, run up the score.